Hello everybody, welcome to Success Defined. I'm Ben McDonald, and today we get to talk to somebody who is one of the best in the world at what she does. Mackenzie Riley is a professional CrossFit athlete, has competed at the CrossFit Games multiple times, which is the world championships for her sport. Aside from being one of the fittest women in the world, Mackenzie also owns and runs her own nutrition company. So Mackenzie, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So I want to start off by giving everybody a little pretext. Um, so let's, I know you were a college athlete, so let's go into your athletic background a little bit and kind of set the tone for getting into CrossFit. All right, let's do it. All right, so. You want me, you want me yeah. to run with there? Yeah, sure, just run the questions. With it. No, you're fine, run with that. First of all, let's give context that we are neighbors and friends. Right, yes. Um, so a lot of these conversations <laughs> and, and uh, the way that I even first learned about Mackenzie's background was either working out in a gym together or garage together or around a campfire in one of our backyards. Yeah, so, so. this is not new information, That's but right. <laughs> um, for the people. Uh, so I played lots of sports growing up, uh, pretty much like any sport you could imagine, you know, just like throw, throw Kinsey in that sport for like a month, a year or whatever. Um, but for the most part, I swam for 15 years. So from about the age of five to the age of like 20, I was swimming year round. Um, club swimming was pretty much the bulk of all the sports I did. And then other sports just kind of filtered in per season. So club okay. was year round. Yep. Um, so yeah, I swam basically my whole life away. Yeah. yeah. And, and swam in college as well. Uh, yeah. So I, when you start a sport at age five, like it's really hard to want to do it for a long, long time. So by time, honestly, I was like in high school, I didn't really like love swimming anymore, but I just kept doing it because it felt like it's what I should do. So I went to a junior college. I didn't go to any like massive D1 or anything too impressive, but um, it was my choice for some reason. I really liked the school. So anyways, I went to a junior college, swam two years, and then I transferred to finish my degree and did not pursue swimming the last two years of yeah. college. So 15 years. Is <laughs> right. You you had your you had your uh, capacity, I guess. Yeah, I was done. Um, so there was a gap then, obviously, between being serious in a sport until finding CrossFit. Was there a competitive void that got you searching for something else, or was it the opposite, where you just you were able to sit back and enjoy things for a little bit? It was like I was I was ready to not have to do something. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go to swim practice. Like mm -hmm. it was a forced thing okay. versus a choice I wanted to to do. Honestly, since I was like. This sounds really bad, but ever since I was probably like 12, it wasn't like I looked forward to swim practice. It was like, I just did right. it because it's like what you do. So um, I was excited to have the option and to be able to like either do, do something I wanted to do versus something that I was forced to do. So new, or nutrition and fitness, but fitness is just like deeply rooted in me to where like I was never going to not work out. Like I never okay. didn't do anything. Like I was never... Um, just, I, I'm not happy being sedentary. Like I have to do something. Um, so I would run, I would go take a class at the rec. I would do like spin class or Pilates which or is, whatever. Which is where you met your husband, by the way. Yes. Was, was in spin class. So it all worked out. <laughs> like that's, that's what the world wanted for me. So, um, yeah, I needed to take those couple years to just kind of, again, like I was working out, but I wasn't like training, which mm -hmm. is something I've come to learn is two different things. You can work out or you can train. Okay. So. I use the term interchangeably still, but um, there's definitely a, when you have a purpose and when you're just like doing it. So yeah. anyways, um, so I worked out for a couple years, yeah. five years about actually, um, before I found CrossFit. And like I said, it was, I, 
I was working out like I was training, but I had no real purpose. Like, and I is was, that just because that's what you've known your entire life was serious athletics? Kind of. It was partially also slightly related to my body image and issues with my relationship okay. with food to where it was something that, um, you know, always chasing just as a, as a female, females will probably respond, um, or understand what I'm talking about where, you know, you feel like you have to like earn food or like, it's like a, an in and versus out yeah. um, equation. At least it was for me for a long time. So okay. anyways, um, I always was working out because I felt like I needed to do it to maintain a certain physique or whatever. So anyways, um, yeah, I did, but I did like three hours at the gym, but with no real intent other than okay. just to burn calories. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and so then let's, for the end of the kind of pretext, I guess, mm -hmm. how did you find CrossFit? So I had, my cousin mentioned it to me once and they had tried it. And then also a friend from college that I swam with in college um, he had been doing it, and he kind of mentioned. I met, saw him. I'm, I mean, this was like five years, four years after um, I had finished swimming, so it had been a couple of years. And he said that he had done it. He was like, "Oh, you would like it," but he described it to me and explained like these workouts were like quick, short, high intensity, and it was like he would be like, "Oh yeah, we did this. It was like seven minutes, blah blah blah." And, <laughs> and I was you're just, used to working out for three yeah, hours. Yeah, I was just like what is the seven minutes? Like, yeah. there's no way, like, I don't even know what he's talking about. This sounds stupid. Um, but when Roy, my husband and I, um, we had gotten engaged and we had moved to a new town for me to take my first job out of college. Um, we went to go scope out the gym scene and we had, we saw that there was a CrossFit, um, in the town and we were like, okay. Oh, we should check that out. And yep. so that's kind of, how that happened is we just gave it a shot and mm -hmm. it in, in fact my friend michael was right i did like it right yeah yeah <laughs> how about that yeah um a lot of the audience isn't they're not going to be able to relate to being one of the best in the world at something so i want to go to the beginning of you being competitive in crossfit okay. and and how did how did you experience your first competition and then make that decision to say i want to evolve and really pursue this and to be honest, I like have a hard time wrapping my brain around like believing or admitting or like coming to terms with like being the best in the world or something. Because I mean, I really do feel like I'm still like working my way up. Like, yeah, I'm definitely better than a lot of people at this sport, but like there's still people that I look up to that I know are still like I'm chasing them. So okay. anyways, this is really, it's just like a crazy thing to say that. Um, so I would say... I would never admit to like being competitive. I, I don't feel like I'm a competitive person, okay. um, which is weird because I'm super competitive when it comes to CrossFit. So like until like this sport came into my life, even as a swimmer, like I it was always against yourself. Like s swimming is like against the clock, against like yep. your best times and being better than yourself. So I would get competitive with myself, but it's hard. It, but being competitive like against others, being like aggressive. Um, you know, like when you play like sports, like contact sports yep. or like, you know, against other people where it's like your score versus my score, mm -hmm. like sometimes it's a different type of like competitive yeah. aggression. Right. And so, and we would, this is just another great story about Roy and I, um, we would play in this like intramural kickball league and he would just get like, he would just like want to peg people and like, you know, we're like <laughs> diving and like sliding and I'm yeah. just like rounding the bases like oh i'm not gonna make it like i don't like i just don't get competitive like that in in those settings 
Um, but something about CrossFit made me like, it just makes me really competitive. And I think it's like the challenge to myself. Um, okay. that's part of it. So when I came into CrossFit, I had a pretty solid, like, I'm pretty coordinated in general. I would say like body awareness and coordination, mm -hmm. um, comes a little easier for me than I've seen other people. So, um, that paired with my aerobic capacity from swimming and then okay. a solid amount of strength. So moving, um, moving weight, and then you get into like Olympic lifting where it is coordination and moving weight. Yeah. So like some of those things came more naturally for me. Um, so that was encouraging. Um, just three months into the sport, I wanted to do a competition. I saw like videos of it online. I didn't even know the CrossFit Games was a thing. I just saw people doing like competitions. So I was like, I want to do that. That looks awesome. Right. And so I signed up for my first competition. And it, I mean, it went like you know, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just, it made me just want to be better because I, and then the more I would look into the sport, I would see these girls doing like amazing things, which to me as an athlete, like I look at girls with like, like, mu like muscle and doing like, uh, like lifting weight and doing amazing gymnastics. Yeah. And to me, that's like, I want to be like that. And not everybody has that feeling, but just right. because I <clears throat> have the feelings about fitness that I have, yeah. um, that's what was driving me. I was just like, I want to be like that. Like, I don't even care. I know I'm never going to go to the CrossFit Games. I know I'm never going to do this, this, and that. But, like, I just want to, like, be better. And I just want to be able to do, like, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, so, ultimately, it was just, like, the rewarding. Like, I, I just wanted that to be, like, I can do that. And I just think that's awesome. Right. Like, it was just, like, a... More for enjoyment I, than anything or else. Like, um, like. self... What's the word? Um, Self-fulfillment? Yes. Like, okay. just, yeah, just feeling, like, good about... Like you're accomplishing something you're chasing. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. And and so... And through that, the better I got. Right. Um, you know, I think Roy was one of the first people who was like, Kinsey, like, you're, like, you're good at this. Like, <laughs> you should be serious about this. And in my mind, like, I already was, but I didn't want to say that I was because then... Because then it's real. Yeah. So, and I've said that before, like... It, like it's you don't want to say it out loud because then other people know like these are your goals and you have these ambitions yeah. and then you look either they're going to judge you and think like you're crazy or there's no way you're going to be able to do that or when you don't accomplish it then other people see you fail and it's mm -hmm. just this whole thing of just don't put it out there and then if it doesn't happen no one has to know you ever cared yeah. so it, is that still a, a struggle in your life today or have you been able to almost conquer that through achieving some goals it's, that you've done? I would say even into last year, uh, definitely. I mean, com I mean, self-doubt and confidence, I think in general is just, I think it's human nature just to not have it, you okay. know, um, just because we're so afraid of what other people think. It's just like a culture thing. Right. Um, so even though like, even though I've proven to myself, which this has kind of been the evolution of myself as an athlete in this sport is like, the more I succeeded and the more I like achieved, the harder I worked, the more I saw like myself climbing the yeah. ladder of, oh my gosh, I'm doing better. I've gotten better at this. I beat this girl. She used to beat me. Like these little things that would just like, like kind of fill up that like confidence tank. Mm -hmm. But it's all put on display on the competition floor where, you know, it doesn't matter what you do in training, what you do, you know, in the confines of like your little world it's like yeah. you either go out there and do it when it matters and that's what people judge you on yeah. so going into last year's season with my goals of making the crossfit games it was like 
even though I know I can do it, this is where people either get to say, haha, told you she could, or, or I knew she couldn't, or like stuff like that to where that made me a little bit nervous because whether I could or I couldn't, it didn't matter if I didn't do it on this day at this place. Yeah. That has kind of, that confidence has kind of gotten better where I do believe, but I, I'm not the person that's just like, oh yeah, well, when I make the games or this year, because people say that, like everybody around me mm-hmm. is just like, oh yeah, like we're going to talk like we're already training through to the CrossFit games. And I never, I, like I would feel like a fool by like just assuming that's something that's going to happen. Do I believe I can? Do I believe that I put in the work to make that, like to achieve that again? Yeah. Do I feel fitter? Yeah. So why wouldn't I be able to? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I try not to just assume I'm at that level to stay forever. Yeah. But there is a certain amount of confidence that I do have that I've gained over the last year, especially Mm -hmm. where I feel like, yeah, like you should feel confident in knowing you can do that. So, And I have to imagine that combination has actually led you to probably perform better over time because you're training day in and day out, not with the mentality of I've already made it, but I still have more work to do. Right, right. And I think that... um, it's and I like to I like to use the hashtags stay humble stay hungry um it's something that at the gym I train at um they say or it's something I picked up there is you know you want to stay humble but you also have to stay like you're fighting um you know like you might have made it but you stay humble about that because you don't know that can be taken away so you just work keep working hard and I think most athletes at my level have that mentality but it's not because they're afraid it'll be taken away as much as they're just constantly chasing to be better. I think there are some people that probably know that like I'm confident that I will be at this level. I have made it and I've, I'm here and I'm not going away. That might be a confidence thing, but mm-hmm. it's because they're chasing to be number one. Right. I'm still in my mind. Do I, could I be number one? I think that if I really aligned my lifestyle, I could make a fighting chance. But at the same time right now, I'm still just like, I just am proving just still working on continuing to prove to myself and to other people, whether it matters or not, like what other people think, um, you know, still like earning that sort of like nod that like, yeah, she's, she's meant to be here and she's not going away. Yep. So with that of pursuing that, of trying to get to number one and aligning your life and things like that, what keeps you going of the just, having the motivation and drive to make that pursuit of such an elite goal every single day. Yeah. It's not easy every day. That's for <laughs> sure. I mean, and I've said before, and I will say like, I love training, which I mean, you know, we share that where some people it's like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to whatever. And they come up with a million reasons why they can't work out. And I can't wrap my brain around like why people wouldn't want to work out every day. So yeah. for me, that's like really natural to want to do that. Um, but on top of that, like, I'm not bored with CrossFit. I'm not bored with my training. Um, it continues to challenge me. I continue to have, like, goals set for myself that keeps me wanting to train and get better. Yeah. Um, I think goals are important. And so not just the goal of, you know, being one of the best in the world and achieving X, Y, and Z in my sport, but, like, just goals of, you know, wanting to improve this skill or hit this number on a lift or be better at this, like those things almost every day it's like kind of like the micro goals like do I have goals for my career yes goals for a season yes goals for 
Um, you know, we can get into this cycle, that cycle of training, and then you even have goals like within that day, within that workout, I'm going to hold on to this many reps of this. So like just yeah. goals along the way make it a lot easier to, to stick with and achieve. And it's like those baby steps that you can say, I did it. And then that's like encouraging versus you only have one massive goal and you have only one, one season to like mm-hmm. achieve that goal and you have to wait an entire year. Like you have to have small goals along the way, I think, to keep the motivation coming. Yeah, because otherwise waking up every day only worrying about the CrossFit games, right. you're not going to be able to give 100% to every single day. Right, and it's just so, it's like such an insurmountable, just like it builds up the, it just it puts like a lot of pressure on that goal. Yeah. If you have little goals along the way, like I, like I just, you know, hit a PR snatch the other day, um, and like that makes me feel like, I'm still making progress. Like mm-hmm. I just did that. Like I'm feeling good. That's a confidence right. builder. Like those sorts of things help help you through the season and help amp you up. Um, you know, to get ready to perform well when it matters. It's yep. like it's just morale is important. But yeah. it is tough. And some days, some days feel better than others. I train by myself every day, so like that's another thing. Is I I'm a self starter. I feel like I I operate well independently. Um, do I like company? Do I like training with other people? Yeah, I love training with friends. It's fun. But like um, having that kind of mix up where it's like sometimes it's with people, sometimes it's by myself, sometimes it's here, sometimes it's there. Like, And in CrossFit, things are always constantly varied. So it keeps things fresh. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of different variables that can kind of play into hitting it every day and how you keep coming back to it. But right. a lot of it's like up here and a lot of it's just like in here and like your heart and your spirit and your attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on this, I've talked with a lot of people about uh, balance in their lives and pursuing multiple things at once, things like that. Um, you have aligned your life to the point where you're going after one major thing. What are some of the struggles that you found over the last few years of your life um, that it's as a result of going after one major thing? Right. And it's, it's crazy because, like, ultimately you have to be, like, so 100% committed, like, lifestyle from, like, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be committed to the goal to achieve something like this. Um, I mean, you look at the, the top of the game, the best in the world, and they eat, sleep, and breathe fitness. And to some degree, most people at the top, their life does revolve around their training. And I honestly have to say that that's literally how my lifestyle is, but it's not, and, and to a certain degree, it's not an inconvenience. And it's like, like I said, I enjoy doing it. And it's like, okay. just how yeah. like my life flows. Like I wake up, I go to the gym, I literally spend five hours, five straight hours at the gym. And this could be on a freaking Saturday or, you know, Friday I come home and you know, my husband and I literally just, we watch TV or, I mean, we might get together, you know, hang out with you guys, but it's also like, I got to wake up early to train tomorrow. I got to do it again. So it's, we're not going to stay out late. We're not going to, you know, go out and get crazy. Um, and there are some nights where I'm just tired enough that it's like, dude, yeah. Walking two houses over and like hanging out and chatting is not a lot of energy, but some nights it's like, I just, no, I just kind of just want to lay. And like, so it's really weird how like it can take a toll on that sort of aspect, more of like the social aspect, but it's not because 
I can't. People think, oh, you can't eat this or you can't drink that or you can't do this. And it's not because I can't. It's because I don't want to because, like, I'm content, like, like literally grinding every day for something that is such a longer lasting like sense of fulfillment than something mm-hmm. that is so temporary and like I mean you right. have to have fun once in a while um and I will and there's a time for that um it's just different times of the season obviously right. um so I mean I like to go out and have fun but like at the end of the day what brings me the most like what's the most fun and most fulfilling is something much bigger than like these isolated little like fun like episodes which yeah. Again, I'm not it's a total deep, no funner, but right. like, but it's the deeper gratifications, not the instant gratification. Exactly. Um, so I mean, I, I I don't look at that like a sacrifice. Um, sometimes I kind of see it as like, oh my gosh, like that would be cool to do that, or like, look at how much fun they're having. But I can't not care about this enough to live so like mm-hmm. freely that you know what I'm saying. I do. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a trade-off for having such deep passion and such a big goal. I don't get to live like a more like free-spirited, easygoing right. lifestyle. Um, but those, who knows, those people might be looking at what I'm doing and being like, oh my gosh, like I wish I was doing that. So it's kind of like I appreciate what I have and I want those things versus the other things, even yep. though sometimes you kind of like sometimes wonder what it'd be like to be enjoying other ways of living life. Um, But I will say it can be like when you talk about sacrifice and, um, you know, like inconveniences and stuff like that, like traveling is super difficult. Um, It doesn't have to be, but for me, my sister thinks I've like put it in my brain that it's difficult, but it, it really is because, you know, going to see my family for the holidays it's like I want to see my family but I got to get in my training which is again three three hours at least yeah. um you know and then I got to see these people and that people those people and my food like do I have you know snacks is there going to be food that I can eat there like it's just like making sure you have what you need to continue to keep your eyes on on the goal yeah. um, because you can't just say oh I'm going to take two weeks and go visit people and not eat right and not sleep and not train you can't really do that um, there's times of the year where it's good to take those breaks but yeah like I was just gone two weeks ago back um, back home and like now is I mean that's not something I can do right now right. dead it but like those aren't things that you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to take this time off or I'm just not going to care about that. Like you can't do that. And then you become, you seem anal retentive and you seem like all Kinsey cares about is that like, you need to be, can you just focus on that? Um, or I get guilt trips like, Oh my gosh, can't you just not go to the gym today? And just like, (laughs) like I, like I wish I could, like, I wish I could, Mm -hmm. but like I can't, or like I need like when it's my family or people that, you know, I love and that care about me, I just have to explain like, you, like they understand this is a bigger goal, and they yep. understand. They and, and then they've come to understand the magnitude of my situation. At first, I think it was hard for them to wrap their brain around. Like, why is this such a like? Why are you training so hard? Like, yep. isn't this just exercise? And I still think that there's a lot of people around me that don't quite understand what it takes. And now that they've seen me kind of accomplish this and go through this and see the, like I said, the magnitude of just like this sport at this level, mm-hmm. they understand like that it's a career. It's not just like me having fun in my right, free time. Right, right. Because so. most people look at working out, like you said the difference between working out and training, most yeah. people look at you going to the gym and it's working out. They don't, 
they can't connect the difference uh, versus somebody going to an actual desk job or something like that that's more stereotypical then people understand oh you're sacrificing for work but for you that is work that's your career so we've said the word sacrifice a few times but I think a lot of it isn't really a sacrifice because this is the life you want but are there any things in your life that you're sacrificing where it's an actual sacrifice I mean it's it's super hard to separate that because I mean if we want to, I mean, we want to get real serious and talk about some <laughs> real things. Um, I mean, first of all, CrossFit is not like CrossFit at this level, at this volume, at this magnitude of training is not good for your body. So I'm probably sacrificing some, some health if we're being <laughs> some, honest. Some longevity. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I'm 30. So, I mean, I have, I'm, you know, got pretty youthful bones and muscles, I still think, but like, it's just so tough. Like. There's definitely pains that I probably wouldn't have if I wasn't doing this. Um, I mean, you want to talk about sacrifice of, like, where I'm at in my life. Like I said, you know, Roy and I are in a place where, like, we've always talked about wanting to build a family and have kids. And it's like, you can't do both. Like, some careers, which, I mean, maybe some of your other interviewees, um, like, when you want to be awesome at something, like, you devote everything mm-hmm. to it um and so there's other careers where you know people put off stuff like that for their career like this is literally a career where my body is my job it's not just a time management thing it's like my body so i mean i, I technically am sacrificing you know these years of my life that all my friends are having kids mm-hmm. second children right. um and i'm you know it's still something we want to do but we just you know i'm not in a place to do that um so i mean there's those things. Um, I mean, those sacrificing are- seeing, granted, we did move across the country, but like being right. able to, like I said, you know, travel and take those trips to see my family and friends, like, um, it's not like I can just pick up and do that any weekend. Right. So it's I not mean, as often as what you yeah, maybe like, would otherwise. Yep. Um, granted. I do get to take some other... There's, it's like, you know, a trade-off. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of sacrifices. Because you also get to travel around because the country I, and world because of CrossFit. Yeah, so yeah. it's just... An, it's it's hard to see it as sacrifices because of all of the opportunities I'm granted through being in this place yeah. and doing what I'm doing, um, which is like blows my mind every day when I wake up and realize, like, this is technically, like, my job, and I, like, get to work... At, like work out which is the only thing I ever wanted to do I did it for three hours for just because I wanted to you know 10 years ago that's what mm-hmm. I was doing and now I'm like doing it because there's an outcome that is helpful to, and lucrative for my family um, yeah. like crazy right. so I mean it's more of a blessing than anything so any sacrifices that come with it um, it's like it's super hard to like consider it a sacrifice because yeah. of all the greatness yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into uh, your registered dietitian as well. So I want to get into that. So before we even go deep into that, what uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but what led you to wanting to pursue that? Okay. So um, I'm, I'm just totally transparent. We're not going to hold anything back. So when I was a teenager, I suffered a serious bout of eating disorder. And so I was about 15 um, and I had a really rough go uh, from about 15 to probably 
18 and then struggled with my relationship with food for probably the next, I would say, seven years. So I had probably a decade of just like this awful relationship with food. Right. All the while I was studying nutrition in college. But it was <laughs> that that technically opened the door. It was partly my my um, interaction or you know my involvement in, in fitness and sports mm-hmm. growing up. Um, learning that like nutrition is a huge part of you know the physical aspect of of everything so um, I was either gonna go like athletic trainer or some sort of like everybody who plays sports wants to go into like sports of some sort as an Mm -hmm. adult as you know as a profession Um, so I went into nutrition thinking I was gonna work in sports because that's in my mind what involved me in the first place mm-hmm. um, and then I come to find out that most dietitians go, go into clinical work in hospitals working I mean working in like schools doing like lunch menus or, or nursing homes doing like the menus like a lot of these like quote for me undesirable types of jobs um, I was like um, I'm here to like help the athletes I'm here to do the sports nutrition yeah. when, when do I get to do that right. turns out those are really hard hard to get um, those types of jobs are really hard to get. And so, I mean, I've landed there and I can only believe it's because the universe is aligning for me. But um, ultimately, like, that's what I want to do is work in the setting that I'm working in now to okay. some degree. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it, the whole like relationship with fitness um, and nutrition is kind of what led me into nutrition in the first place. Okay. And there's... There are a lot of people online on Instagram, things like that, that are more than happy to offer nutrition advice. Don't I know it? Right? Yeah. Um, but you've done a couple things. So one, you obviously live what you preach. And two, you're, you're letting the results of the people you work with speak for themselves. And, and so you've done a couple things to set you apart, but there's still a lot of noise out there. So what have you done to really separate yourself from the noise and be able to grow your business so i mean i'll be the first i mean like i said going back to my my own situation with food i mean for the long time even finding crossfit was the best thing that ever happened to me in my relationship with food and i'm the first to like tell that to anybody that i work with because i feel i I mean, even though it seems like, oh, I'm a, the best in the world at what I do, like I'm 100% relatable because I literally started out. And I think a lot of people in this sport that are at the top, we all, everybody started out as like the scrub, honestly. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I had a horrible relationship with food. I couldn't do a pull up when I started CrossFit. Like, people don't think this is real, but it's super real. So like the fact that I can like tell these like honest stories about like what I used to do and how I used to be and like where I came from, um, I think is like really helpful in connecting with a lot of my clientele. Mm -hmm. So even up until 2015, I was still like struggling, even though I'd been crossfitting for like three years in my mind, I was just like, I, I was getting better, but I still hadn't figured out like the nutrition aspect of it. I was eating like, you know, paleo and I was eating like healthy and clean. Um, but I didn't understand. I was also at the point where I was like, I want to be better at this sport. So like, I'm going to train more. And so I was Mm -hmm. training two hours a day, which at the time was a lot. 
you know. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, three years ago, that was yeah. a lot. Um, so I was doing this like higher level amount of, of training and then I was trying to, you know, I was trying to eat enough, but in my mind I still had this warped relationship with food and calories and the amount of what I thought was a lot versus what my body was doing in this sport that I had no idea puts such a stress on your body, but I was still somehow getting better. Um, anyways, so... But when you start from not being able to do a pull-up... Right. You can throw a lot of things against the wall and do better yes. just because of volume. Yeah, so like, yeah, it kind of is like this huge, like, cascade of like, oh, better, 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 better. Like, you kind of quickly over the first, like, couple years, and then you get to a point where you want to dig deeper, and then you start got to start looking at examining the smaller, finer points. Um, so anyways, I was at a point where I was like, okay, here I am, I'm a registered dietitian, I get paid to do this for a living. I have two degrees and a license, but I still can't figure out how to eat because I still feel like I don't look like I work out. Like that's honestly how I felt after okay. I was, and I was crossfitting and I was getting way better, but I was like, I still look like, I, I look like a normal person walking the street that has never walked into a gym. That's what I felt about myself. Again, probably my, somewhere in between. my body, <laughs> my body dysmorphia is a little out there. So anyways, um, so I enlisted the help of a friend and, or my friend was working with somebody, um, who I now get to call a very good friend and he still is my nutrition coach. So even though I had to swallow my pride as a professional licensed dietitian, I asked this guy, I was like, Hey, I know you help my friend. Can you take a look at how I'm eating and tell me like, if this is right, this, I'm really embarrassed, mm -hmm. but it's like coaches need coaches. Like, yeah. you know, everybody, like everybody needs somebody. You, no one ever knows everything. And so he was super smart in lots of areas that I wasn't, even though I had studied all these textbooks, the application is entirely different because I was working in a situation that I was totally unfamiliar with. This sport, even though I've been doing it for years, I still didn't understand the stress, the amount of stress it puts on your body. And for okay. people that aren't familiar with CrossFit, it is not like you're like going to the gym and doing some elliptical or doing like a body pump class. Like there's a serious amount of stress like on your body, on all your systems. So he helped me um, kind of navigate my own waters. Like I said, this started in 2015 and like I texted him today and it is 2018. Like we're still, mm -hmm. he's still like my coach, but now we operate kind of side by side where I am a nutrition coach, he is a nutrition coach, and we kind of um, share the clientele base. And so I get to talk about how I worked with a coach and how he helped me and how I went through these sorts of like yeah. wrapping my brain around eating more food and like sleeping more and just all these like way more amounts of carbohydrates as a female. We think carbs make us fat, like all this stuff that like went through my brain that I can like relate to all of the people that I get, I, like, I tell them this and I'm like, been there, huh, I know, I already know what you're thinking. Like, so yeah. I think that walking the walk, talking the talk, like that's a re real reassuring thing. It's not mm -hmm. just somebody spitting something at you. Um, it's <clears throat> like, I've done this, so I yeah. know. Um, so then there's, there's gotta be automatic buy-in from the people you're working with because you're not just reading something out of a textbook. You lived what they're about to go through. Right. And there's, and there's just so many, um, between, you know, him and I, and just like the people that we have worked with, like there are just so many like testimonials of people who come from these like very similar situations of just being like 
literally like broken on the inside of all their systems um and just like working really hard and thinking like my body just won't change and just like this this stuff that is just like super frustrating and like it like you feel hopeless and then all these people have these massive revelations of like treating their body right and it's not just nutrition it's like your whole lifestyle so we kind of go through this whole gamut and people eventually you know it it sounds like a bunch of noise and it sounds like a bunch of like oh like that's what people say but like when you actually do it like it's like oh this really works this is real so um i think it's just enough effective um you know implementation of our type of methodology or whatever you want to call it um so it is a little bit of of you know just successful experiences through clients but also like i said i looking at you know where i started to where i am now like you can't say this doesn't work it's not just nutrition though obviously like there's obvious look you know we just talked about my whole lifestyle so it's not like it's just nutrition is going to take you from here to here but um i think that definitely being able to speak from from that and and putting a lot of eggs in the nutrition basket because a lot of athletes aren't going to necessarily speak to that um as being a a part of their journey so i mean i just kind of give a lot of like you know credit to that um so i think that that has kind of helped feed the simultaneous like career um is because literally i'm i'm doing one and i'm like like, i can't do one without the other at this point um so yeah okay perfect so last one and then we're going to get into some principles philosophies uh you're doing two different things right you're trying to be the best in the world as a crossfit athlete and you're running a nutrition company as a registered dietitian how do you balance both of those uh, and still pursue such high goals? It's not easy then. So <laughs> I do know, so part of, like you said, balance, okay? So this balance thing, I it's like I'm constantly working on it. I'm not very good at it, I'll be honest. Um, but that also has led you to True. Being as successful as you are, yeah. so it, that's not so, a negative thing. It's it's not. Um, right, I said I used the word balance, and it's not. That's not the right word. Right, but I mean, but but it's it's true because, like I, I mean, like I said, yeah, you have to be. I should have just said, how do you juggle both? Yeah, yeah, but but the word balance is important because, you, I mean, you have to you, you have to have some sort of balance in, in place or at least some like system of how you're going okay. to balance. Because I'm in, like I said, I'm in the gym, you know, five to six hours a day. And that's not necessarily what's paying the mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I've got to, like, even though that's the majority of my day, Mm -hmm. I am, first of all, like, I have an obligation to these people that I'm helping. Um, But also, like, putting as much energy into that as I do into my training in an entire day is, like... I don't want to say impossible, but it's not entirely necessary because I keep myself to a manageable client load that I can give okay. um, a really you know high quality attention to. Yep. And I mean, we develop our relationships so that we do have a system of like how we you know check in and talk and keep in contact. But all of my clients contact me personally, so it could be any given day of the week, and they can text me about anything they have going on. Okay. Um, I might be in the gym, but that doesn't mean I can't pick up my phone and respond, or it doesn't mean that after my session I'm not going to come back and respond and to anything, anything and everything. Yeah. Um, 
so I do have, you know, my training days, my training um, schedule. And so I try and I don't, I'm not a, I've been told I should like block out my day and be more like regimented. But then when two-year-olds come knocking on my door and want to see my cat, I can't be like, oh, sorry, right now I've got to do this and this and that. So I try and be like, I try and be flexible and like be a little more like laid back and being able to manage what I do. But at the same time, like you got to take care of business. So, Mm -hmm. so there are things that I, I have to put off or say no to, which might be one of those sacrifices because I have to be balancing these two things that are important. And then on top of that, my marriage and my husband and you know, the important adult things that I have to do on the daily. So, um, some things get pushed to rest day where I'm not training. Um, so that's rest days save that balance. If you want to get to the bottom of it, yep. days I don't train, I do a lot of other things. So perfect. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into some finishing questions, more principles, right. philosophies. Okay. So the first one is if you could only leave one or two uh, pieces of advice, what would that be? Advice. So. First of all, I just want to say that like the best thing I ever did was go for what I wanted. Um, it's scary, but this is like super cliche, but like things that scare you, I think are really good for you. Um, things that challenge you are really good for you. So like in this, you, you can apply it to CrossFit, like the things that I am not good at or the things that like when I see them, I'm like, oh God, it's going to be so bad for me. I'm going to get last place. Those are the things I need to be doing all of the time and learning to love. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, make your weaknesses, make, make them strengths or like keep your friends close, your enemies closer, whatever you want to say. Like things that challenge you, things that scare you, you need to embrace, I think. And that's what helps you grow. Um, avoiding them is like you're just going to stay in the same place. Yeah. Um, same thing. Like I worked a full time job with my degree my master's degree got a freaking cush job like it was easy living for a while and I was super unfulfilled and I was and my heart was in training and my heart was in you know the 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 fitness aspect of nutrition and I was super not passionate about my job and I went to work and would wait until work was over to look forward to go doing what I'm doing after work which not everybody loves their job but I feel like I didn't want to live that life of like Mm -hmm. not living my passion yep. so I was scared but I quit my job and started pursuing what I'm doing now and it's been three years and I'm still successfully doing it um you know it was a nervous decision of like how are we what happens what if this happens what if that happens are we gonna make ends meet blah 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 but like I believe that if you like you want to do something you will do it and you will do whatever it takes to do it so I think that just taking the leap without the safety net, if you have safety nets, if you have fallbacks, if you have complacency, you're never going to go for the things you want. You're never going to achieve what you want. And on top of that, another principle, if you're not living, to me, if you're not living like with passion and like happiness every day, then like, I'm not saying you're not living, but like, look at your life and like ask yourself like what makes you happy like what do you look forward to like what are you, are you passionate about and like pursue those things because I think I like life is just too short like that's just me and my life experience like leave, 
living a life of mediocrity is not something that I'm trying to do. So yep. if you're going to do it, like just do it. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one is uh, talking about pillars in your life, things that are most important. What is most important in Mackenzie Riley's <laughs> life? Like today, right now? Sure. Yep. Um, relationships. Um, I would say, like, this is where it's really hard. Like, like passion, which you want to call that a pillar? Yeah, whatever you um, want. There, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I know, but it's like, like I said, I don't know how to break these down into pillars. So, like, I would say, yeah, relationships, like passion and happiness. I don't know. Yeah. Um, which to me, passion it. and happiness kind of, if you have one, you have the other. But at the okay. same time, you pursuing a passion doesn't always, I mean, you would think it makes you happy, but there's also other things that make you happy mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily your passion. Right. So I feel like it's important to have, but I also think relationships make you happy. So <laughs> they're, they're maybe like a little intertwined, yeah. but I feel like those are like the, that's like the balance that I'm always seeking is, first of all, the relationships and the people like in my life that bring me like the happiness that support my passion and then my passion is what you know like I said I'm pursuing every day um and the people I meet through it the people that support me like I said and then I don't know I think happiness comes from those other two things and so I feel like like if you have them all going on to me that I think it's a stable foundation I I don't know no that's great (laughs) That's I just came answer. up with that. I was really impressed with myself. <laughs> and, and we're recording. This, I so know. You won't, you won't forget it either. <laughs> um, okay. Name of the show, Success Defined. How do you define success in your life today? Now I just sound like a broken record because that's kind of yeah. um, where that's like just honestly through my experience, like to me, what I've come to learn is like doing what makes you happy and doing what like makes you feel like you're doing something that matters and like going to bed every night with like fulfillment and knowing that you did something that day that either I wouldn't even say I mean maybe it's not helping you a step forward in your career but like if I did something that helped my husband you know make make his life better like one of my roles in my life I did a really good job at it or I did something to like know that I did what I need to do um, for that situation. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. It does because, and it goes back to what's most important to you with the pillars and yeah. things like that. So it's, if you're focusing on what's most important to you, yeah. that's success in your eyes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. Figure out what you care about, care about it with all your heart and put your energy into it. And then you can, I feel, hang your head on that at the end of the day. Perfect. Last one here. You and I are sitting here three years from now. What happened in those three years to where you can look back and say that was a successful period in your life? I don't know what's going to happen in the future, Ben. But I do and know... Three years is arbitrary. I so. do know that ultimately the chapter of the life of the chapter of life that I'm in right now, I, I hope that in the next couple of years I can kind of close the close the chapter of competitive crossfitting because first of all 
the human body is not meant to continue to do this. Second of all, like I said, I have, we do have other goals, um, you know, in our life and other things we want to do. And as I said, this lifestyle doesn't necessarily allow for some of these other things we want to do, places we want to go, stuff like that. So I, I want to be able to walk away from this, this chapter of competitive best in the world tier CrossFit without any regrets, knowing that I did give it my full effort and I'm not going to drag it on longer than it needs to. I want to be able to walk away from it and feel content with it um, and continue to CrossFit and continue to be healthy. Um, but just, I, I would hope that that is something I'll be able to do and continue to still help people through my experiences and maybe just focus more on helping other people than focusing on myself mm-hmm. as an athlete. So hoping to, to take what I learn and experience and, and pay it. it forward and walk away, hopefully. Perfect. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Anything else that, that you want to leave with people? And if not, we'll talk about where, uh, where they can find you. I don't think so. I just, I just think that self doubt and fear is just is bullshit, and it's no way to live. That's there, that's there a you quote. Go. You can just take that. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, best place to follow you. Where should um, they go? I just Instagram is really the only thing I do these days. Um, social media gets me a little like, so I just kind of just picked one and stuck with it. So. Yeah. At it's Kinsey Riley. Yeah, and we'll put the we'll put that in yeah. in the uh, notes as well. Yeah, so, perfect. That's Thank what you I got. so much. All right, then. I appreciate you joining us. It was fun. Good. All right, bye.